Roger, zero G, and I feel fine. One, check two. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, me, Rob Cantrell. We have an exciting episode for you, a caffeinated episode, a cannabis episode. Uh, a good friend of mine coming from California, a writer, comedian. He was seen on Comedy Central's Heart of the City. Uh, he writes for the MTV show Ridiculousness. And he also has a half an hour special, just some just some fly on the mixtape super shit that I love. I love this dude, super funny cat from DC in LA right now. Give it up for Jamal Johnson, everybody. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, Rob. Thanks for doing this, Jamal. Thanks for doing this. Hey, no problem. Any reason to uh, smoke weed on camera? <laughs> This one's behind the paywall. So, you know, I mean, the audio is out okay. there. So, but I'm getting more and more people out. But yeah, people have been smoking on the internet forever. You know, there's, but there's also a little hesitation on it. But uh, yeah, what, are you, what is your opinion on smoking on the internet? I mean, I personally don't care. And I do still think it looks cool. I also think it's overdone. You know, yep. there's good, there's bad. But uh, when done properly, it always hits. Yeah. I feel the same way, like just going into the cannabis. And I know you've, we, used to, we did some early DC cannabis shows, but going into that cannabis market, it can get cheesy real quick. <laughs> I know. It can get I know. played out and cheesy real quick. So it's, you know, among stoners, everybody has, I mean, everybody smokes weed. So you kind of have to vibe on what you vibe on but i still like the cheesy shit i still like watching dudes take huge ass dabs and big ass bong heads yeah i follow a dab guy shouts out to phone homie i'm still yeah. following phone homie phone homie i know phone homie i've run into that cat a few times he has good you know that's good content and i don't even fuck with dabs oh my god he got me so high one time i did a 420 show at this crazy like co-op house with his mans because i did it i did his uh youtube show he wow. used to do it at Listen Vision, and there's like a YouTube video of me like super wrecked off some dabs from back in the day, like 2014 or some shit. But then you a couple guys were years, early on. yeah, a couple years later, you know, I'm like, all right, let's do this 420 show, or maybe even a year. But anyway, it's at this house with like no, like they have their own water pump. They're running power <laughs> off a generator. Like, it's some real crunchy. There's some goats on the roof. Yeah. yeah. There's some this is DC. In the closet. Hey, off Trinidad. This is like, yeah. it's like crazy. I'm like, what? Y'all in the hood with this fucking uh, ergonomic ass house anyway. So, yep, yep, yep. The dirty hippie and the punks. There is, there is a meet. They crossed in there. There is a cross, and it gets interesting real quick. Yeah. And then the first meeting, he was like, meet me at this crib. And we we're just talking about the terms. I'm like, yeah, you know, I can kind of, I could book some funny cats, and, you know, have everybody smoke weed. It'll be fun. And he's like, cool deal. We like the show settled in like 15 minutes. And then he pulls out the goddamn dab rig and he's like, Hey, uh, huh? Uh -huh? Is there, huh? <laughs> and this dude's giving me grown up sized dabs. I took one and the rest of my day was fucked up. I don't remember. I just remember, you know, that too high feeling where it yes. feels like your your brain is like unclipped from your skull 
And you're just like, son, why does everything feel like spicy on me right now? Right. Well, yeah, why, yeah, why am I in the uh, bottom of a, bu- a business building in their weight? <laughs> like, you yeah. had to find some business building because you had to take a shit and you don't know anybody's work there. And then you're like, oh, I got a fake that I can work here. Oh my <laughs> then you're God. You're staring at the wall and you're like, oh man, I got to get out of here. Oh, did I piss my pants? Did I got piss driblets. Do I got piss driblets running out here? Yeah, can they tell? Cheetos. Yeah, can, can they, they tell? Oh, Hold man. that. Dude, dude, casual, dude, business casual rocks some piss driblets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> DC yeah. had some funky ass khakis that were out there. Oh, son, because it's a lot of people walking too. A lot of bikers. A lot of grease lot of, on the hands. A lot of bikers. Yeah. A lot of the metro handrail. Oh, a lot of yeah. beers being consumed. Cigarettes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you in LA or DC right now? Uh, I am in LA still. Love it. Thugging it out. It's fine. I mean, you know. Being in my apartment for, what is this? What are we talking about? 85, 90 days? About three months. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice, smooth little three months. Yeah. Where are you uh, at right now? I'm in Brooklyn. I'm okay. in Brooklyn. And yes. I've just been going all in on the podcast and just organizing some shit, booking Same. some stuff. Yeah, just trying to and, and stay positive, meditating. You meditating these days, Jamal? Not, you know what? Not quite. I mean, you know what? My I know you're of more my... of a sports cat. Like, just to give the audience a background, if you want to know anything about the Washington Bullets or the Wizards, my yeah. man has got you. My yeah. brother would yeah, love a, you. He's a I'm huge the authority. Wizard. I'm the authority on Tracy Murray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> information. And but 90s like, R&B, he's really good, too. That's true. And so that's like part of it. I mean, my version of meditating right now is just going for like a, you know what I mean? Like a three mile walk with the headphones. Ooh, nice. Just Did you do a zone walk out. today? Nah, I've been doing them every other day. And this is early because it's, it's three here. So it's like noon there. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah noon the there clock. is like, yeah. I'm still on the laptop clock. And then <laughs> as soon as I get the clock out, you know, I step out. Hit the stairs. It's some crazy stairs. A lot of hills in LA, you know. Yeah, there is. Everybody goes to that one park and does that one loop yeah, up gr- to the hill. Griffith Park. Yeah. Griffith Park. You better have some new tennis shoes. You better have. So, do you have your Griffith Park tennis shoes? Yeah. Nah. See, I don't go to Griffith Park. See, I'm not ready. But if you go to Griffith yeah. Park, you got to be all black. You got to have all black on with new tennis shoes. You got. I had a crazy, like, crazy poisonous looking Asics. <laughs> Because yeah, it's man. nature, but some shit might, it's still LA, so some shit might pop off. Yeah. Yeah, man. You never know. You can go, yeah, you can land a deal up there. Yeah, you, you can land the- a Hollywood <laughs> deal. You can get, you can sell script. Yeah. yeah. You, you can, you can wear a beret, but you can <laughs> also get shanked for some heroin or some yeah. bad, you could be in the middle of a bad oxy deal go wrong. You walk oh, in, somebody's giving man. a handy for an oxy deal. That is in the a middle big- of that. That is a big factoid. I was over. You ever go to the clubhouse out here? You know that little spot? No. Is it like a comedy room? Yeah, yeah. It's this room. It's like this, like, kind of crowdfunded, like, improv, stand-up, sex space. They got two stages or whatever. And it's, it's just in this, it's in a shopping center, basically at the bottom of the hill of Griffith Park, just in that kind of East Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard area. And oh, it's I like a nice... Well. 
yeah, it's like a nice area. And then you step to the mic and then you look like you look to your left. Last time I went to the clubhouse, I seen somebody like smoking meth. Oh my like, God. Just like, just like right next to the grocery store next door. Like in the, I'm like, oh man, this is, this stage time is, it's killing people. Yeah, it's killing people, man. No, it's desperate. Those city, those city streets, I lived on Western and uh, Melrose, dude. I lived in a little studio apartment for like a year and a half, like in 2005. But uh, yeah, the thing about LA, man, there's a night of the living dead out there, man, especially around Griffin Park. LA, you're like, oh, California, palm trees. Oh my God, there's an army of homeless people that will eat your arm. There yeah. is uh, mental health issues you never even knew existed. There are people that are playing the game Berserker right now in their head. They're going to eat somebody. Like, it is For sure. like that. I said, hey, did you see the video of the dude pretending to shoot the cops? <laughs> oh, no. It was just like a crazy dude. And he's just like walking across a bunch of cop jeeps and he's like pretending to shoot him. But one time a crazy dude did that to me. It was like a dude, you know, hot yeah. out, win winter coat on. Yeah, uh, nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose, one shoe yeah. on type, you know, energy. And yeah, he yeah, stopped no in the middle of the crosswalk. I'm just waiting at a red light in my car. He stopped in front of my car and hit me with about eight imaginary shots. Oh, no. Bop, 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 bop. Bop. And I was like, oh, what? I mean, and I looked at him like, why? Yeah. No, what did somebody's I? giving you the trigger finger, man. No, 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 no. I had a dude just like post up on me in front of the milk section in the grocery store one time. Just like not let me get milk for like a few minutes. Yeah. Weird. They get aggressive over here a little bit. Oh, dude, I get it on the train. You, there is an ego game that you have to check yourself, you know? Yeah. It's like... Because uh, the homeless are playing a whole, they're on a whole other ball court. <laughs> it's a whole other, they're not going home. <laughs> they're not going home. They're not going home to their shitty bills or some shit. They're, they're out there. So yeah. they're out there and it's either going to be in you. My house. It's either going to be you or the next dudes. They're just waiting for somebody to pop. And that's the game, man. Then you can't, you have to uh, show unconditional love. It's crazy. Unconditional love and just, and suck your ego up. It's weird how you have to, but it's cool. Like everybody's learning to check their ego right now. It's better, yeah. you know. I, you know, I've never been there. I do, you know, I'm always quick with the head nod. <laughs> yeah. A couple dollars every now and again. I get it. I've never been there. I slept in my car a couple days. Yes. You Same know. Saying. I've been I know close the, to there. That's the I only know thing. the way. Oh man. <laughs> this and this America shit is so fucked up. Like you could end up there after like actually trying your hardest. And like there's a bunch of people you never met before who like just wanna see you crumble like fucking trading places, fucking human experiment shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh you can go there. Yeah, it's uh because uh, it's just, being a human is so hard, you know? Especially mental health. And the same thing, it wraps and ties up. I feel bad not even bringing up the riots or the marches in LA. But I want to pay respect, Jamal. Thank you for doing this. And I'm listening to the Black community in America, the African-American community. Uh, I'm listening, so.
All right, well, stop talking then. Nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. This shit is all crazy, son. I know, you, I know you don't even have the answers. That's the crazy no, yeah. thing. Nobody yeah. has the answers, and it's like these emotions are coming up the pipe, and they're coming up no matter what. And everybody feels it, you know? And everybody feels it when we all, when one person feels it, everybody feels it. But when it gets bigger and bigger, every, you can't yeah. ignore it. And then you times it with the pandemic. I mean, shit, you know. Yeah. This shit makes me wonder, like, what is out there? What in the world, what led to this wild series of events that built up 2020 to be this, like, perfect powder keg to where now, like, white people are training each other on how to behave uh, in, in, in Instagram posts. I'm like, damn, okay. I, this, I didn't make it happen. Who made this happen? I know. Nobody made it happen. Yeah. Yeah, it just had to happen. It just had to happen. It was a part of the ether, man. It was a part of the ether and a part of the equation. I think everything's mathematics and like, I definitely believe in world peace. Like, I think eventually there'll be a time, but we just got to go through some shit. Yeah, know? for sure. Because I got to go through yeah. a lot of shit. It might be like 8,000 years from now, you know, just like eventually. It, it or we took destroy a lot ourselves. of years. I know that from social studies history classes. It took whatever was going on. It took hundreds of years for it to be noticeably different. Yeah, you know I mean, every era every civilization you know what i mean like they had it for a while before some shit changed and when i think about that i always think about like well damn slavery only ended like 200 years ago you know what i mean like no. that's that's not that long ago times that with the fact like 50 60 years ago or maybe i mean it's not it's just my lifetime and the lifetime back i think about being 2000 2000 bc or 2000 a.d that ain't that long jesus was there i mean he was it was 2000 years i can figure out 2000 years yeah exactly (laughs) 2000 years from now uh, you know i don't know what's gonna happen i hope uh I hope Carl Kanai makes a comeback by then. <laughs> Are the by, Wizards going to be hot? But in 2,000 years? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be cracking. We'll be uh, playing space ball to the finest. Robo John Wall. <laughs> he fucking gets his head froze like Ted Williams or some shit. Yeah. Uh, Jamel, and you're from Washington, D.C. Where did you grow up in D.C.? I grew up in VA, of course. I was a sheltered child on the other side of the bridge. I grew up in Arlington, which was black on the rate of DC (laughs) when I grew up there. It's the next town over, you know, but it's been gentrified a a bunch since I was a child. And then in middle school, I moved to Woodbridge, which is whiter, but still very black. Yes. And it kind of always has been. It's like a, you know, it's just a suburb of the city. And yeah, there's suburbs of the city that are, yeah, that are historic. Maryland has a lot of historically black suburbs of the city. Like, for yeah. sure. I mean, we honestly, if you ask me, if you're from PG, that's that might as well be DC. 
Oh they yeah, wear PG. More, yeah. <laughs> PG is where all the fucking like I'm hood from. gear is coming from. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where all the good go-go music is at. It all comes yeah. down to go-go. Listen, listen to me. When it comes to DC, it sure. comes down to go-go. Pennsylvania Avenue, the Northeast Groovers, they held it down, but all the PG County dudes. The I think only, that's like Trump. That's like the real go-go. Yeah, isn't that? I mean, that's raw image. Where's backyard from? Yeah, I think PG County. It has to be PG. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, North, Northeast Groovers is tight, though. Yeah, Northeast Groovers. Yeah, I was born I in Northeast. Know. I'm oh, from shit. Northeast. But I'm, but I'm old school DC. I'm 72. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. yeah I, was born in D- I was born in DC. Greater yeah, Southeast. Where, where were you born? Greater Southeast. Nice. On and the... Over in Anacostia or still in Southeast, Southeast? I believe it was still Southeast, Southeast, because I know this hospital doesn't exist anymore. And Is it like, over by the Marine Base or over by the Navy Base? That's I don't know. I got to look it up because I never, I just looked at the, you know, I yeah. said the birth certificate. I ain't never been in that joint. But uh, yeah, my folks was living out there when I was like young. But then as, far, as long as I can remember, I, we was in the burbs. Yeah, but you got a DC vibe, man. Well, the DMV, oh, yeah. the, like the birth, like your era, yeah. it used to be like if you weren't from DC, you were from Alabama, and that was it. it yeah, used to be I, a fine line. But your it, generation, DMV, just kind of everybody strolled everybody out. Was everybody was every, moved every, out. Everybody moved out, but we was going everywhere. I, I went to Maryland to buy clothes. I remember yeah. going to fucking you know what I'm saying PG Plaza. Yeah, Potomac Iverson, Mills. Yeah, Iverson Mall, and then uh, motherfuckers from Maryland was coming to Potomac Mills. Yeah, Potomac to buy Mills. polo shit, and yeah. we're going to Maryland to get the good hood shit. It was just like this weird transference, and then when You're I always on four ninety five, everybody's doing the loop. Yeah, I remember my pops going to Georgetown. Yeah, everybody's just doing the Beltway, and if yeah. you're not from DC, I never haven't the drive. If you haven't driven on. If you haven't driven Rock Creek Park drunk. <laughs> Ooh, I think I have. I think I, you have, because yeah. you're from DC. There's not yeah. a dude, there's not a, I bet you I could go down the line and ask anybody if you haven't I had a four beer buzz. And I, it's yeah. terrible to say, it's awful to say, and I'm not proud of it, but it's just yeah. kind it's of a, a fact. DC thing. Yeah. It's a part of Don't it. Don't do it now. Don't do it. <laughs> you guys are for real right now, man. You can't ever do that. I mean, like, Which, yeah, I mean, when you're young good. and dumb, people do yeah. dumb shit. Yeah. Especially in the, what, you were driving around D.C. in the 80s? Yeah, you could be drunk out there. Yeah, I was in bars when I was 16, 17, oh. man. The drinking age in bars were was 18. So, yeah, there was places. What? Yeah. I remember being 16, going to a place. Yeah, That's right on Capitol Hill, a few blocks from my house. I worked in restaurants. I worked at Tortilla Coast on Capitol Hill since I was in high, high school. Okay. And I worked there, and then I knew all those bars, like the Two and In, Hawk and Dove. Like, I grew up drinking in a lot of those bars. Damn. But then uh, I went to college, and I found that when I got to Herb, because D.C. didn't have Herb. When you were there, D.C. had good Herb. D.C. has great yeah. Herb now. I got Back when in I the started, day, it was just yeah. like... When I was hanging out in D.C. for real, like, really in the city, yeah, they had uh, actual weed. It was great. Yeah, they got the yeah. Right now, they're legalized. I mean, they they're probably if I'm going anywhere on the East Coast, I I feel the best if I'm rolling into D.C. Yeah, do you know? And that y'all, I knew y'all was smoking some dirt back in the day. Oh my God, I never got good weed until college. To way after college, man, way complete dirt, complete bad dirt. Especially D.C. was just drink town, 
drink, drink, the hippies. You know, the it, it, people have jobs and shit in D.C. <laughs> a lot of government clearances. Yeah, it's just a blue-collar of... town. People got jobs, yeah. man. People, you, you ain't hanging around if you ain't got a job. Like, people, everybody's... No, for sure. Yeah, everybody's working. Everybody's got one or two kids. People got families. People going to soccer practice. People going to football practice. People going to Redskins games. Um, I don't even so the word herb scene was not there, but I'm glad it's there now. Did I ever tell you Louis C.K. told me to quit smoking weed? <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't uh, hear that. So I got I uh, opened for him, you know, right before the buzzer. Right, right. Right at the buzzer, I opened for him when he came to Lincoln Theater. Wow. And uh, after the second show, I just remember, you know, I was kind of loose, but I did my thing, you know, backpack on. And, yeah, I know uh, your style. Yeah, you're one of my favorites. Yeah. My bag. Roll in. You and might have a pre-roll on you. You might not. Yeah, you might. it might not. Yeah, we don't know. You don't but know, like, but your set's going to be lucid and, lo- and loving and funky and fresh. Yeah. At the, after the second show, he was like, you know, good stuff, man. You know, and he's like, you, you know, quit smoking weed and, you know, you'll like blow up, you know. And then he went on to be like, you know, just like, he was like, you know, you know, this should make you lazy, you know, be focused. And then I was like, in my head, you know, I'm like listening, but I'm like, you know, whatever. But in my head, I'm like, that's because you were smoking that dirt in the fucking 70s, man. <laughs> you were smoking that shui, man. Yeah, especially those guys. None of those guys really smoked. Like the California guys were all like smokers. But Louis was like from the New York early 90s joke yeah. writing, just like. You smoked some brick weed twice. Yeah, smoked some brick weed. it made weed. you feel crazy. And he did that to Pete Davidson, so that's kind of odd. Yeah, I don't know. So I think you just get opinion in your head, and then you just start kicking that shit like it's facts. But if anything that's I've done that, anything that's we've learned in 2020, nobody knows what the fuck's going on, man. For sure, you can't, you can't have take all anybody's word. I mean, you can all tell me you all- can know is what worked for you. Yeah, and what worked for you? I respect him saying it to me because I guess that worked for him. But yeah. I, I was like, I'm not listening to you. I got a fucking half a zip on me right now. <laughs> Do you know how good the serve is? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I come from a different camp, but I'm not as successful as Louis C.K. But it's I, about I think, life's what you make it, man. It's what yeah, you want life's what game. you make it. I'm, I'm good to go where I'm at. I mean, uh, as, as things go, I'm, I'm good. But uh, yeah. I love the herb. Do you, so you still are you working at any dispensaries? Isn't wasn't that your no, jump off job right when you got was, to LA? Because yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah. So Jamel moved from DC. He was a young comic. Yeah, like we were saying, he opened for Louis C.K. But he also he opened for me. I met you with Doug Benson. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that was the exact opposite. With that, yeah, we were, we had this electric bomb. Right? Yo, yeah, the lightsaber. Yeah, because my man Marty had the lightsaber. The lightsaber. And I loved it. I fell in love with that thing. I don't like dabs, but I do like old school bong heads. And this thing literally lit up like a. Knock your ass up, dude. Yeah. yeah. It was like uh, it it, it had a trigger on the side of it, and you would just put like an eighth of weed. I don't know. Somebody was holding. And we were just loading these huge bongs, doing these big vapor hits in the green room of the improv before our shows. Like we were just getting, yeah. we were on top of the roof when we got on the stage, man. It was that, that uh, was quite a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask him where he got that thing. That thing yeah. was crazy. 
Yeah, that was dope, man. Did I you like wanted... working at a dispensary? Was that uh, people? Well, my people situation I... was a little more. It was a little more like I was just working for like a little low key underground kind of service because I was a gotcha. delivery guy. I was yeah. You know? And that was cool, though, because I did become very familiar with the city. Uh, you know, met a lot of people. You know, I'm pushing the Instagram every time out, you know, yeah. trying to trying to get my weight up. And it was fun, but the money was meh. It's, I, you know, I definitely took a pay cut, uh, but, you know. Yeah, and then the drive. The drive is crazy. Did anybody, yeah. anything weird happen? Because going into strangers' environment is just like, you never know what it's going to be. It's never that weird. The it's never weirdest, that weird. <laughs> the, weir- the weirdest thing that will happen is sometimes the person didn't have cash or some sort of like, we yeah. have to like, now we have to go to a second location. Just like the... The situation turning to I need to hit the ATM, that is always a bad, that's never fun. Whatever no. happens next on the way to the ATM is the worst 18 to uh, 28 minutes of my life. Oh, God, you might have to get into a funky car or go yeah, somewhere. Son. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And the dude forgot his pen and he forgot his wallet and his screenplay. Yeah. That's in LA. That but that must have been kind of funky and fun though to yeah, jump off it, to do. It, yeah, you know, the end of the living to tell the tale, definitely worth it, you know. Now, uh, how's my other Woodbridge boy, uh, Ryan Connor? How's Ryan doing? Do you oh, still in man. contact? Yeah, of course. We fucking work together and you know, we're still chopping it up. We was doing a, a soccer pod. We was really popping for the World Cup, last World Cup uh soccer for americans but we and we do it kind of uh sparingly now especially since soccer's been off for a while but uh we're still chopping a little little sports up together and uh, hanging he bought me a red sweatsuit (laughs) with with the condition that i wear it like at once a pay period Mm -hmm. but then covid hit so now i just own a sweatsuit and i never (laughs) feel that because you guys were working in the same office. For the listeners, Ryan Connors is cat from D.C. that I've known even longer than Jamel. And he's a great comic, funny dude, and he writes for Ridiculousness, which is on MTV. And yeah. got, got you a job there, right? For sure. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I don't, that, honestly, me getting the job was cosmic on a sports level. Yeah, because you're a heavy sports cat. Give it, yeah. tell us. And I was just doing a sports show, and I was doing some uh, football material, some skins jokes, and the guy hosting the show, my man Sean Green. Dale Green's cousin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dale <laughs> Green's nephew. They used to get babysitted, but uh, he was the uh, head writer for a Nickelodeon show that is under the same umbrella. Okay. Okay. And it was called Crash Lead. So it was, it was the same thing. It was like, what if it was like, you know, sports bloopers with little kids? And this yeah. dude, I'm doing this dude's sports show, and I've seen him a couple times, and every time i seen him, just randomly I'd have a sports joke, not even knowing who he was. And then after, like, the third show I did with him, he hit me up, and he was like, hey, you want to do this Crash League shit? And then I did, and then that ended, and then they just kind of brought me up from JV. And, like, Ryan was already working there, and I was like, oh, my God, my dog. Oh, my God, that, you made that shit happen. That's a crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and on another, to make it even crazier, Ryan Connor is the first person I ever saw 
do stand up. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I went to a local. I went to a show at G. W. He was opening for uh, uh, Dimitri Martin and Mitch Fatel. Oh shit! Yeah, and, and, I remember and I those like, days. And I was like, oh shit, this dude is nice. And yeah. uh, then I, you know, I meet him. Come to find out, we he from Woodbridge. Yeah, he went to Garfield. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh wow! You guys both Garfield's a huge high school on Wood. My brother lived in Woodbridge, and I had some friends from high school that were from Woodbridge. But that's like yeah. the biggest high school dominant football team. Did you play soccer for him? Nah, nah. So I went to Potomac. Okay. Uh, but you know, Garfield's the other school, and especially yeah. back in in the day, it was only like four or five schools out there. And Potomac and Garfield was like always around. But I played football, and I did some uh, some shot put. And I was uh, the manager for uh, JV basketball for three weeks, you know? <laughs> and, and I and I was in concert band, and I did marching band for a season, Ooh. and I uh, did a little work for the AV club, you know what I mean? And I was uh, selling uh, Starburst for Model UN and keeping the money sometimes. Ooh, nice! I was out there. You were out there. That was that's a, that's a lot of different things going on. You're selling Starburst. You're doing marching band and shot put and playing football. Yeah, I, was, I was on a politician kind of vibe. You know, you might have seen me with the uh, the little deadbeat skater kids. Yeah. You know, you might have caught me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always hang out at all the lunch tables. Like, I was always accepted at the cool kids table. You know, not, you know, kind of like half and half, but I wouldn't play the game. Provisional. Yeah, I had a yeah, had a provisional had, charter to the cool kids. I, yeah, I had the outer seats. I had the outer seats. I could roll in and stop in for a minute. But then I <laughs> I work the room. I go all the way around the room. People yeah. get boring, man. That's the thing. If you only <laughs> hang out with the same cats, like how boring is your life? Like, you yeah, exactly. Mix it up. And we had two different lunches, so you seeing different cats every other day. I'm like, yeah, we gotta. I need to know everything happening with all of these people. <laughs> Selling Starburst. Was uh, shot put fun? Shot put was all right. I wasn't that good at it. I mean, I also didn't put a ton of work in. I just kind of hung out. Yeah. It was just a reason to uh, not go straight home after school. And you probably get a fly track suit. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, you know what? I get this little fly, little warm up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my extracurricular I, I, stuff was based on the warm ups. Like, that's why yeah, I was the manager. The warm ups were so heavy, man. The warm ups yeah. were just so heavy. Now, Garfield was ha very good at football. And I remember we used to go back and forth with them, and they were better than us when I was there. They had a cat who played for the Giants, and yeah. he might have played in the Super Bowl. Clint sent him. Like, they was like that. But uh, like basketball, that. we were always better than them at basketball. Wow. And why'd you quit after three weeks managing JV oh. basketball? Because <laughs> my, mom, my mom made me stop. Because she oh, was okay. like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't need to be doing this shit. Because I was purely doing it just to hang out and get, a, like, a warm-up. I was like, I'll be the manager. I'll get the discount on the team shoes. I'll get the warm-up. Yeah. This will come in handy. What fresh. kind of shoes were they kicking? Because my brother played basketball in public school in Virginia. Yeah, in they had Virginia. Nike. They had Nike because those were the thing. And you couldn't get those unless you were on the basketball team, right? Exactly. The certain colors, right? And they, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And our the head coach, the head of the program was like a big deal on the national scale. He was like an AAU coach for like, he was like pumping from like, you know, 15 and under, like 12 and under, like, you know, like, 
middle school age. He, he was on that AAU scene. So he already had the Nike connects. So we're getting crazy Nike gear. We had yeah. light blue and white foam posits oh, wow. our, our senior year. That's like super rare. They, but like, yeah, I don't what know. What are those foam posits? Foam posits are those, are those shoes? It's those Nike. You've seen them before. A lot of dudes in D.C. rock them kind of now. Or like, you know, we're kind of in and out. But uh, it's those Penny Hardaway ones. You remember the original ones that were like bright, kind of shiny, like metallic blue? Oh, and yeah. Those like things their, are mean. The ribs. They kind of look like Power Ranger. Like they look yeah. like armor. armor. But those are like more... running shoes, right? Those are the I mean, they're, basket- they're basketball shoes. Oh, they're basketball. They read that, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the big, wave, the big wavy and it looks, it's like molded in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's some high-tech Nike gear, man. Nike ain't exactly. playing around. They're in Oregon doing big old bong hits, man. Just running they fucking wild scientists. country cats out of here, man. <laughs> they got scientists. They got scientists. For- Are they still in Portland? Is Nike still running Oregon? Is that I what it is? I believe so. I believe so. Because I've been seeing, like, I had a really fresh Nike top in a whole, when I used to break dance, I had a fresh Nike sweatsuit. Ooh. That was the blue, that they're, they have them out now. It's just gray and blue half, and you got the Nike and the zip and the boom. Like, they have, uh. the, they're coming back now. If you see them, that's what everybody's talking. Oh, for sure. Talking. Especially the uh, windbreaker joint. The, yeah, the I got one color. of them. You got one of those? Oh, those are hot right now. The one where the color goes in a triangle down. It's yeah, like the a tone. V down. Yeah. yeah, it's only two. It's only two. The two yeah, yes. the two-tone. Yes, The two-tone. That's, I, I would love to have one of those right now. I've been looking at them. I used to have one when I – that's some the, 80s shit right there. It's super 80. I got one at the crossroads on 14th Street. The, it was black and gray. Oh, shit. Mean. Hard. Yeah, the track jacket one. Yeah, not the one with the hood, but the same color panel with the old-school Nike logo where it spells – Nike, Nike with the, the check Nike. too. Dude, yeah. rock those with a pair of jeans. You're killing it, man. Awesome. <laughs> I got like I got like eight different colored jeans right now. I bought oh, some linen really? pants. I bought some linen pants yesterday. I've just to keep myself, I like linen. I like yeah. linen. And I, I like different color because because everybody rocks the same shit. I'm what I'm looking for now is so, no nothing on the t-shirt but colors. You know, mm. like a purple, mean, comfortable T-shirt, blank. Yeah. And Yo, red. Get, yeah, I can do it. I've been looking. I just haven't pulled the trigger. I've, I've been looking. I, Uniqlo? Uniqlo? Yeah, Uniqlo has those $8 packs. They're already yeah. packed. Yeah, they got good good colors. I feel bad, though. That's some sweatshop vibe. I mean, it's probably maybe. Yeah. I can't say anything for sure about what Uniqlo's up to. I can't either because they're good. You don't want to go. You don't want to get on yeah. the list. Because they are good. <laughs> because they're long johns. They took the long john game and threw it out. I don't know. You're in L.A. You're not even fucking with long johns. But they, they do a big long. They got the long johns wrap. Oh, when you come back east, if you're in the winter, just hit the Uniqlo for the long john, man. It's the full suit. You feel like Spider-Man ready to roll. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do a fucking flip. For yeah, sure. Uh, are you drinking? Do you drink coffee? I am drink. I don't drink it often, but I need some today. I got work, and then I got uh, you know, what I'm saying I had this. That's some been, lemon. That's some iced tea. Some oh yeah, yeah that. that's the good stuff. Yeah, stock cold yeah. brew. Just a half a yeah. shot of that. Yeah, kind of. You going milk? Bag. Are you getting it creamed out like the dude? Nah, I do. I drink it black like like the police. Yeah, man. <laughs> black. Gotta coffee. stay on it. Gotta stay. Gotta think. Gotta get in their mind. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> gotta stay black. Too black, too strong. Fact. Uh, yeah, man, I dig it. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking Stumptown. I'm going full on hipster. Stump. Revved up. Yeah, revved up to the core. So I got this, and then this uh, coffee shop called Hungry Ghost. They're de- right down the street. See, Everybody's I, I got. I never had my spot. I never had an official coffee house spot. I go to everything, man. Yeah, I cruise. I I like coffee. I'm kind of a snob with it. I'll hipster. The more hipster, the more funky oatmeal, cookie, cinnamon. <laughs> just give me that. Just give me, <laughs> give me, me that, that apple crumble. Give me that. Give me that foamed out $8 latte thing with the CB shot. Give me that. Just give yeah, me that. Man. With the I lemon square. Stuff. Toss a lemon square on it. <sighs> lemon square. But how do they get that gelatin to be so like that, man? Yeah. Can you Do you think uh, a coffee shop where people can smoke weed can exist? Like, but Now, people have done it, and there's been, like, with a membership. But I don't know if I want to do the membership thing. But maybe I should. No, I think uh, this dude is trying to open one. I mean, you know me, I've always been about coffee and weed, but Amsterdam, have you been to Amsterdam? No. Dude, that's where it's at. They do all of that. And like every neighborhood, there's like five coffee shops or like in this part of town. And they're all different. They all make different coffee and their weed game is all different. And they're all competitive, competing against, every, against each other. What America should do with legalization is take, get some super smart cats and look at where it worked. You know, they need to go to Amsterdam and figure out, okay, what's the pros and cons to like, because it is the most sensible way. Even now, like people are buying, going to the dispensary and buying a zip and then smoking it in their car. <laughs> you know, yeah. just like, there's a lot of just, the, or everybody's just finding a piece because they're traveling and then smoking behind a dumpster. Like, it shouldn't even be like that. You should be able to go into a cafe and be sensible and, and play chess and, you know, drink coffee. That's where I think it's all about. That's how D.C. should open it up. I want to get into that, that, like, that that lane. But it's a coffee shop with the game on. Yes. We also have the game on. Yes. Yes. Maybe, pump, maybe pump a little open mic in the back. Maybe you could buy it. Maybe there's a one clothes rack with six big and tall throwback jerseys on it. I'm feeling it. No. Yes. No, I'm feeling it. My dream was always, I I like that. My my joint was always like a little hotel with like five bungalows, right? And then you you got a little bar restaurant thing that's connected to the hotel. And then you got a band room, right? You got a room where you can do comedy and jazz. You do like three nights of comedy three nights of jazz you got your cannabis coffee you know bohemian vibe muffin uh, (laughs) muffin joint i was trying to think yeah uh now i get it i can see the muffin we got we yeah vegetarian get some bean pies in there get some nubian (laughs) yeah get some get some uh nubian vibes going in there for sure bean pies move a Uh, a little gypsy musk Yep, Egyptian mosque on there. We could do some electronic music one night. We could do some jazz the next night. We put the artist up, you know, have a community. Yeah, man. Dude, uh, that's this. the thing about the LA. There is a community. It's all artists, but it's a little bit like DC. There was the, the DC comedy scene. You loved it. You had to go away, but you, you guys were really good. I came up in the San Francisco scene and we were really good. And I felt bad for other people that didn't have a cool scene. 
But man. you guys were really cool, man. Like you know all what you look- young guys coming out of DC at that time. All the come town cats. I, I think all those dudes are funny. I can't funny. I can't stress it enough, man. Those years, that fucking like like 2013, man. I don't know. For me personally, this shit fucking saved my life, bro. So I gave it everything, you know what I mean? And like we was really like it was it it did have a little bit of a family vibe. Yeah, it did have a family vibe. It was really. I can remember being at Draft House really hyping fools up like Ray Lewis. Like, (laughs) nah, let's fucking go. And everybody was nice, man. And it's, you know. Yeah, there you guys have some funny cats, man. And everybody's kind of making moves. And uh, I know L.A., how many years have you been out there now? Is it a year and a half or two or three? Oh, Oh, shit. I'm working on coming up on four. Yeah, it flies, man. It flies. It's now nice. you're just figuring it out, right? Exactly. I know yeah. where I know where the spots are. I know where I'm trying to move. I know where my favorite sandwich is. Yep. You know, you know which sharks to evade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I know where to cross the street at now. Yeah, man. I know where they skating at. I could watch some full skate. I know where the good I could get the thrift. I could get the, you know. The forty-two dollar pair of Bo Jacksons. Yeah, you're all about the gear, man. If you had, if you have you done merch yet? Like I'm, I want to do the canvas coffee. I want to do some merch and shit. Have a you done little merch? bit, a little bit. Because people are going crazy out there. I mean, you can get a website right now on your phone and do it up. You know. I have a bunch of these patches. What do you think of this patch? Let me just show you. I know we're on a podcast. No, no, my brother does the patch thing. I no. need a new. This is like a prototype. I oh, want something. The bra- oh man, that's hot. I want, I want something on another level from this because it was like I did it kind of on a stock. I did it on one of those websites where you just kind of like you tell them what you want, you know, remotely, and then they kind of just send you back some shit, and you know. But I, I you know, I I want something that feels a little more hand drawn, eventually. But I do. <laughs> and I put it on. Uh, I put it on some soccer jerseys. Oh, that's dope. The last time I was on I was on the road with uh my young uncle, uh Brandon Wardell. <laughs> just, you know, got a few jerseys off. You got some jerseys off and then did it, do you iron those joints on or did you sew yeah. it? No, nah, I iron them on because they got iron on. They got the melt yeah. on the back. Yeah, yeah. You do the melt on the back. Yeah, I love it. And then I figure if we ever go outside again, I'll probably just, you know, sell these solo for like, I don't know couple bucks like three bucks i would say 10 like 10 yeah hand stitch nobody's doing that you got you got to name your price jamel you are a talent you are funny you are hilarious you are unique nobody's rocking patches everybody wants a jean jacket so they can put a patch on patch on it and i would definitely rock a jamel johnson broccoli patch if i was rocking a jean jacket yeah if you're in that yeah see i'm trying to speak to the jean jacket community yeah you yeah and people rock denim denim you are very wise denim is a big uh a big what's that when they talk about a group of people in show business a demo yeah you got the demo you got the denim denim demo yeah. You got the denim demo, man. Nobody can fuck with you. You, you, you. Exactly. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about fabrics. I'm not thinking about like uh, upbringing, lifestyle. I'm thinking what type Music, of fabric? Yeah, what's fabric. your textile? Yeah. What textiles you work? Dude, with? Italy rocks them. Everybody rocks some um, denim, right? Australia, mad denim. For Italy's sure. got some designer denim. 
Yeah, Canada, forget about it. Oh, Canada, flan on denim. They eat that <laughs> yeah. for dinner. Yeah, that's their that's they life, dude. <laughs> that's their life. It's just denim, man. <laughs> sure. Uh, do you rock a jean jacket? I do not currently, but I will. I own two, but I've never brought them out yet. Yeah, I, just, I know. I, I can't say no to a deal. It's uh, the thing about the denim look, and I got like three or four denim shirts. It could either come out really fly or you can just look <laughs> really just awful in it. You could either look like yeah. you're in a rock band or it looks like, you know, you're temping and you're doing some janitorial work on the side. Like it's That's either- why, yeah, that's why I'm outside. That's why I'm hitting these trails now because I was <laughs> like, shit, let me not. Because we about to, we're like, you know, we're not, we're not really going to see people till like fall. I'm like, this is the perfect time to, you know what I mean, drop some pounds, yeah, get, my den- get my denim sorted out. Get your denim game up, man, and get your patches up. I've been working out. Do you stretch? Do you work A out? little bit. I, I don't stretch as often as I work out. I will say that. I mean, you're like, 50, you're like, you're, I don't know how much younger. You're in your 20s, right? 30? No, no, I'm, I'm 32. 30, well, you, you look like you're in your 20s, but I'm I'll telling you. Hairlines tech. Yeah, the hair's looking strong. Hairlines and tech, I'll take it. You know what it is? It's vibe. It's vibe. Because so, you get bitter. But I'm going to teach you 30s and 40s. You see it. Cats get bitter. And that yeah. vibe, it can be funny. Bitter can be funny, but it also could be just a bummer to be around. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that. I know. And it'll it get you old quick. It'll get you old real quick. Um, yeah, if you just say, Goo, yeah, you got to stay in goof lane. <laughs> I'm riding the goof lane all the way out. I'm riding the goof For lane. sure, man. What goof else lane, is I'm not buying into the systems, man. I'm going to buy Goof in. troops. Goof Mr. troops all day. <laughs> Goofy footed. I was going to talk about that. Do you skate? <laughs> nah, man. I was not, I'm not that, um, uh, 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 what is it, coordinated? Yeah. You know? I don't have that kind of balance. Me neither. I wasn't a skate cat. but uh, I, I love watching it. I it's beautiful. Too. It's beautiful. It's like ballet for like, you know, you know, dirty kids. Yeah, dirty kids. <laughs> His parents might be in the middle of a divorce right now. Yeah, <laughs> but this kid is nasty. But this kid is figuring it out out here, man. Yeah, he's this like kid's taking all of these these uh <laughs> these demons and he's grinding it out at the seven eleven, yeah. man. Dude. Quite literally grinding it out. Grinding it out. Doing a kickflip. I would love to be able to do a kickflip. I would love to oh cruise God. and then kickflip and land it and keep cruising. Bruh, that or like, you know how they like, you jump down like, like you jump on a ledge. They like yeah. flip it up on a ledge and then slide out. <sighs> what? What? Just how? making this thing walk and talk, man. Making it jump. And I'm uh, like slowing down tapes and I still don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing guitar and I do it terribly, but something about getting older, you start to figure some of these shit out. I've been figuring it out. It's been coming through a little bit. But the thing about skate, man, you can fall. Like after 30, it's a, I don't know if you want to take take that on, man. I think, I don't know if you want to take that on, Jamel. Hell no. And I know I'm not the first to say this, but yeah, the older you get, falling becomes way more traumatic. Yeah, it's all about never, not falling. You never want to hit the deck. Like, in NBA game, dudes are falling every other play. If a guy falls at a pickup game that I'm playing in, it's like a disaster. Like, we're stopping the game. <laughs> yeah. We need to take a minute. Yeah. 
Are you still hooping right now? No, 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 no. You know, basically, I was hooping up until they shut it down. Like, yes. th- like the week before they shut it down, I like went out and ran like f- four games. Oh, that's awesome, man! That's and, like it was good. It feels good. But then I, you know, sat in the house for a couple months eating baked Cheetos again. Yeah, there's Domino's on my block. Dodging 19, dodging the 19. 19, exactly. Dude, Stand yeah, you got to watch L- L.A. I'll tell you, when I lived there, I almost gave yeah, – yeah. Dude, Jamel, you gotta do, I got to – check out this, the five rights, which is uh, Tibetan stretches. I do these Tibetan stretches that are supposed to okay. open up your chakras. And okay. they're really just simple, like, like yoga, but push-up-y type things. They just do your core. And it's not like it takes a half an hour. It takes like 10 minutes. So I've been warm. I, that's what I do in the morning to get things. And then I go for a walk because, uh, yeah, man, it's, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's just funky. Like you just end up in a funk and you're not working the blood. You got to work the blood and get out there and work it out. No, you, you, first off, you are not lying. <laughs> uh, I got me a foam roller. Oh, my brother's all about the foam roller. Do you got your moves yeah. on the foam roller? I just hit the back. You know, I'm just laying down flat on it and then, like, hit the legs. Yes. You know, uh, I believe Ryan Connor blessed me with that. Shout out Ryan again. Yeah, you were talking about your back hurting. And he's yeah. like, you got to get yourself a foam roller. But also, he All the basketball cats I know. My brother's basketball cat. Yeah. He rocks the foam roller. So that's what exactly. I was good. Yeah, COVID-19 playing basketball. It's going to be a minute before people play basketball. Right. Which I honestly love because I was when I was hooping, I was still out of shape. But my, <laughs> but I have you know what I mean. I have my jumper intact. Yeah, the you know one I mean? little yeah, the end yeah, of the could, finger was the touch was there. I could throw the forward pass. I'm a really good guy to have, uh, like bring a ball up when everybody else is exhausted. Like I can, yeah, I'm a great auxiliary ball handling. But yeah, you like, got a little point guard in you. Yeah. But now. Where everybody shut down, so when we all come back, we're all going to be out of shape together. <laughs> and it's a nice hard reset on you know just where I was in terms of everybody else. Yeah, I feel the same way about stand up because <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing stand up since 1999. I got the leather, man. I'm not everybody else is worried about losing their touch. I'm like, no, my touch is there. My yeah. touch is there. I needed yeah. this break. I needed this break, man. <laughs> yeah. I needed because yeah, I'm getting old. I was gonna say, like, uh, stretching is like the new cocaine. Like, oh, it does feel very good. My it, dude, it feels crazy. so good. Oh, when dude, it's the roller. best. Oh, get the hip roller, dude. You get a track suit. Like, what people are learning is that we shouldn't be in offices. We should be all rocking track suits. We should be all having the stand-up desk. The stand-up. It's the best dress. material. Yeah. Yeah, stand up. We should all have a yoga mat next to us, just working it all day long, just stretching this shit out, stretching this shit out, man. And I, dude, I'm going even further. I'm not even chewing anymore. Everything's smoothie. Everything's smoothie. Okay. Everything's soup and smoothie is what yeah. I'm talking. Just and throw I'm some chia seeds in it. Simmer sauce. You know about yeah. simmer sauce? No. What? Dude, that's like that Middle Eastern. You get that jar, and it's like, it's like, it's like. The Middle Eastern food, like it's uh, you just have to chop up some chicken and grill it, and then you put that in there, and you just simmer it on the thing, and you hit some, make some rice. It's like a bomb ass dinner, like ridiculous. It's super simple. Okay. Uh, that's just, I just been obsessed with simmer sauce. Uh, I need a new sauce. To oh, you gotta get the if you if you're feeling like 
hey, I need some turmeric. I need some curry in my system. I got to burn some shit out, you know, but I still want some protein. I still want some chicken. I still want some rice. Hit it. It's just a jar you get at the grocery store. It's called simmer sauce. And they got like levels of hotness and shit. All right. Yeah. Cause I know you bake. You make me some brownies one time. Oh nah, that was my uh, that was my girl at the time. Yes. She hooked it up. She I was up. I was uh, heading the project, obviously, but that was yeah. She th- those brownies were some pretty uh, legendary joints with the coconut oil, not even with butter. Oh, that's the healthy joint, man. Yes, yeah, the healthy I- joint, and apparently it bonds with the weed better than real butter yeah i gotta research coconut oil because i think it's really healthy for you i think you're supposed to put it like in your smoothies and shit yeah and if you want to and it's very easy to put some weed in you just need a, <laughs> you just need a crock pot and you get the coconut oil and some water and then you throw the weed in there for you know a few hours and you know your kitchen will be funky but then you just have this like but it, it's weird the weird part is you have to then like freeze it and then all the fat and stuff, so, you know, it separates from the water again. Yes. And so you're kind of like fishing out this like big ball of green coconut goo. But then it's, your, but then it's yours. Bam. <laughs> uh, that sounds delicious. And uh, thank you for letting everybody know how to cook it. Cook it. I was saying, yeah, coconut oil is, uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to, Jamel, I'll let you go. We're up to an hour. You've been too good. But I was going to confess that I do have, I still have that piece of Tupperware that you gave me that brownie. Oh, son. From your, and, and it's a, I feel bad because, <laughs> you know, I'm, four, I'm 47, so Tupperware is a whole other thing, man. Exactly. I just got my first set. And now yeah, you yeah. bought me a complete set. Oh, you got a good set? With, does yeah. it, is it tight? Because it's all about the tight. Because when your yeah. Tupperware wears out, it gets up at the edges and then the air. Uh, I got the but shits you, with the rubber grips. Yeah, I the got the grips. Yeah, yeah, my shit's like a fucking pistol. Yeah, yeah. The joint that you gave me though had the twist top. Oh yeah, whoa! That dude remember that Tupperware? Damn. I'm so. I'll get you another one. I owe <laughs> you some Tupperware. I'm gonna buy you some Tupperware on some COVID government money. All right. Hey, and that's I'm love. Gonna, I'm gonna send it out to you for doing this podcast, Jamel. Thank you so much for doing the podcast, my man. Hey, appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah. All the best to you, bro. And hopefully, I see you at some point, man. Yeah. I'll be back east all August if they Please. let people out outdoors. Yes. Check out Jamel Johnson on his website. I want to check you out when you're back east. Come oh, back yeah. east when it's safe. And when I come out west, let's hang, man. I always Absolutely. love hanging. I love the vibe. Love the movement. Broccoli you know all up. day. Yep. All right, Jamel. All right, dude. Peace. Peace. Love you. Thank you. Cuatro.